Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence, which for two years covered in depth Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 of murdering his wife Maggie and son Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, we will tell you stories of other true crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence. And give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. should have done i mean we could still say welcome oh okay <laughs> you know what we should have done what? don't be polite to men who creep you out don't be polite to men who creep you out don't be polite to them it's not your job, job to comfort <laughs> them don't be polite to men who creep you out god damn oh man my hands hurt from clapping so much yeah, mine are kind of stinging. Yeah. <laughs> we need to prepare those. Do you remember the dare clap? Dare! <laughs> I did something weird at the end. You did. But I feel like we should just learn new claps for each new episode. <gasps> Great idea! So that every we time. We stomp the yard eventually. Oh my God. <laughs> we'll be like in step. Yeah. Do you I remember like fucking the step group at school? Yeah, they I were do. Really good. I was so impressed. Every I time. know. I was like, damn, I want to be their friends. Yeah, I don't have that kind of rhythm. No. Did you just see what happened here? <laughs> yes. I don't I know did. if you're aware, but it didn't go smoothly. <laughs> it was not beautiful. Oh, uh, I felt like it was. Yes. We'll tell ourselves that so yeah. that we feel good about our lives. Thank you. You're hey, welcome. Stace. Hey, Karen. Give me your goddamn. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode one, two, three. One, two, three. Ooh. It's easy as one, two, three. <laughs> as simple as do, re, me. A, B, C. One, two, three. You and me. Yeah. <laughs> shit. It's already a shit words. show. It's going to be great. It's going to be so great. I'm so we glad you guys are here. I might have had too much coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Am I yelling into the microphone? Mm-hmm. I might be. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. in my ear hole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the only mode I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you wanted to know my goddamn? I would like to, yes. <laughs> well, I am adulting very hard recently, mm-hmm. and I did 
possibly the most adult thing in my life. <gasps> what did you do? I bought an appliance package. <laughs> An appliance package? What the fuck does that mean? I mean, like, I bought a new fridge, a new dishwasher, a new stove, and a new microwave. Well, Bitch, I'm rich. Damn. Did you, like, go down the fucking aisle at Lowe's or Home Depot or whatever, and you're like, I would like this kitchen? Nope, because I am living the goddamn QVC life. I went on Costco.com, and I was like, this one. <laughs> I don't even know if everything's going to fit, but I hit fucking purchase, and Lee was like, oh, my God, but what about this? And I was like, too late. It's already done. <laughs> too late. I bought that shit. <laughs> That's exciting. Did you get a Bosch? No. Oh, they didn't have Bosch. Well, that's because it's Costco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we keep saying, like, oh, every weekend, let's go look at Home Depot and Lowe's for some shit. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, my fridge is leaking water all over the goddamn place. Oh, no. My dishwasher, the little flappy that holds the soap, doesn't even stay flappy shut anymore. So you just have to chuck the soap in there when you start the dishwasher. And you're like, I'm pretty sure it's cleaning it. Don't really know. Who wants to use my cups? Enjoy the coffee. Thanks for the COVID. And then the microwave, when I use it, it smells like burning electricity. And I'm like, that's probably not correct. Mm. And then the stove works perfectly because whoever the fuck lived in my house before me did not use the stove. Oh. Actually, it was broken. And then we had, like, homeowners, whatever, where, the, like, the warranty where they'll come out and fix anything for you. And yeah. they came out and fixed my stove. So everything has to go. That thing is, they're all fucking ancient. Mm. Like, everything in my house is very old because it was renovated in, like, hmm. 98. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, so, I need a new stove. I feel you. I'm jealous. You, your stove is literally the original stove with the house. Yeah. Like the built-in stovetop. Mm-hmm. That was like fancy as fuck at the time. And now you're like, but where did that burner go? <laughs> and you're like, that's just my trash hole. That's just a hole in the fucking <laughs> stove. I remember you literally, that little square mm-hmm. hole, mm-hmm. you just like brushing the crumbs in there. Oh, yeah. My dad would get so mad at me. And you were like, that's just where the trash goes. And I was like, I don't. Oh, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not supposed to be. <laughs> but I was a shithead. And so my dad would be like, wipe off the fucking counter when you're done. And I'd be like, guess where right. all your shit's going no. in this goddamn trash hole. Is that just like under the cabinet or is it just no. a little cubby? No, it just stays right there. There's like a fucking just goes down to nothing. It's oh. supposed to be the vent because there's no hood. So then it's all supposed to suck into there. Oh. But then the vent is broken because it's fucking broken as hell. Everything is broken. Yeah. yeah. Brandon's mom came over and was like going to cook something and saw the tile there and lifted it off and was like, oh, there's a fucking <laughs> hole here. <laughs> and I'm so accustomed to it that I'm just like, yeah, it's a fucking stove hole. <laughs> like love- not realizing that that's not normal. <laughs> I love that you guys just put like a tile over it like that's. It, so no crumbs fall down there. Uh, it's mostly so that you can put a spoon on it, and people oh, will be yeah. like, "Oh, that's my fucking spoon tile, right?" <laughs> but Not... really, it's covering the stove hole. Yeah, <laughs> just be careful to put the tile down correctly, otherwise it'll fucking spiral into there. Oh goddamn it! Oh, yeah, Brandon wants a new stove really bad, and I'm like, "Why? This one's perfectly fine." Oh god, you are your dad. I am totally my dad. You should do it. It's really fun. Um, although to be fair, I didn't get really fancy. I literally just went on Costco. So I yeah. mean, everything in my house will just be like standard, but it'll be newer and work yeah so i'm looking forward to that anyway so give me your goddamn Aaron. all right well today i was at uh sevo with brandon and mm-hmm. he went inside to buy That's me 7-eleven yeah 7-eleven a convenience store fucking gas station slash convenience store place uh-huh. and i was waiting in the car in my car and brandon was in his car there's reasons i don't want to get into it because it's not exciting they're getting a divorce <laughs> over the Rockstar energy drink. <laughs> and uh, he came out and he brought me my Rockstar and I was like, thanks so much. And I put it in the fucking cup holder and I was like, this is where I go. And then I was going to leave the parking lot and I turned to look like, I don't know, to the car beside me to be like, 
make sure they're not also leaving at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah. And there was a lady in there who was, like, aggressively trying to wave me down. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, fuck, what did I do? Did I leave the baby on top of the car? Right? Like, oh, my children are inside the car. Like, maybe she – and for whatever reason, I was like, she probably saw my kid and thought it was cute. (laughs) (laughs) That's why she's frantically waving at me. (laughs) Yeah. And so I rolled down my window, like, "Uh uh-oh, she wants to talk to me. She was, like, doing one of these, like, hey, yeah. Yeah. And so I rolled down my window, and she goes, I saw your hair, and it's so pretty. (laughs) And I was like (gasps) – Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And it made me so happy inside. And she's all, I looked over and it was pink. And I was like, fuck yeah, it was. It's still pink. And then I'm awkward as fuck and don't know what to do. So then I just literally like said thank you and was like excited and like still looking at her smiling like you're so sweet and just started rolling up the window. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. We're done here. Yeah, like, okay, anyway, bye. And then she's like, you know, told me to have a happy new year. She like almost said it like, oh my God, I almost forgot. Like happy new year. And I was like, yeah. Do you think she was like, uh, I just had an awkward encounter with a stranger and I totally geeked out? And 100%. I... She was probably like, I didn't know how to end it. So I said, Happy New Year. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Sidebar. Made me happy, though. <laughs> Side note. I had that legit happen to me today. Somebody in my life is going through a rough time and they have some family passing. And I was like, have a good day. <laughs> As I left. And I was like, forget about all this other shit that's going on. Have a good day. And I just stopped and I was like, that was literally the worst thing I could have said. And the person was like, yeah, yeah, it just comes out. And I'm like, I'm going to (laughs) go. I don't know what to do with my hands. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh my God. It's like when you go to the movies and you're like, enjoy your movie. And you're like, fuck, you work here. Take my ticket. Enjoy ticket tearing. I don't know what to say. I'm going to (laughs) go. Enjoy ticket tearing. I'm going to say that next time when we're allowed back in movies. Enjoy ticket tearing. I bet you're the best at it. Yeah, that's the best hair I've ever seen. You don't even fold it first. You yeah, just went for it. Right on the perfor- perforation. You can do it. Perforation. Perfs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got a little ego boost this morning, and I was happy about Ooh. it. And also slightly awkward fucking, I don't know. It's like we don't know how to be social anymore as no. people. And so oh we were both God. like, ah, that's weird. <laughs> Bye. But we could have been friends in another life. <laughs> yeah. Basically. <laughs> Such a shame. If I was allowed outside window. of this car, I'd be your friend. Bye. <laughs> oh, my God. That's oh. funny. Shit, man. Yeah. COVID has, like, terrible, done terrible things to my anxiety. Oh, my but, God. It's going to be weird when we're, like, actually allowed to do stuff again. I, I gave a guy finger guns the other day instead mm. of, like, a handshake. <laughs> this is at work. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you, Mm -hmm. did you for half a second while you were rolling down your window think, fuck, does she know me from the podcast? I did not. (laughs) It wasn't until after when I was driving away that I was like, I should be more aware. (laughs) And I thought of that scenario in my head. What if she was like, are you Aaron? And I'd be like, no. (laughs) Everybody's going to know it's you, (laughs) just for the record. (laughs) If anybody ever recognizes you. I have not been recognized in the wild, but. Neither have I, thank God. I mean, we're not that important to be recognized. But we're pretty important people. We have had people in our lives that we don't know. Like, wearing our shit, and some rando people are like, hey. Yeah, but I, I feel can... like as long as we don't wear our podcast out, that no one will know. Yeah. I mean, except for now we're doing video, so they might know. There's that. <laughs> and they could just, like, look at the website and know what we look like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I feel like we also just look like two basic bitches. True. True. And then we're like, finger guns. <laughs> 
And they're like, is that Aaron? <laughs> so that means he's someone doing some awkward finger guns. You'll know. <laughs> oh, my God. I dread that day. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so great goddamn. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome. I would love to hear about some murder if you have some in store. Um, I mean, I can see what I can whip up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> see what you can whip up. Okay. Uh, this week, I'm going to tell you about Gary Hind... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. Uh-huh. You know when, like, your dyslexia brain is like, put all the words together. <laughs> um, Gary Hydnick. Okay. Yeah, Hydnick. Okay. Heidnick. Let me say it more confidently. Yeah, you got it. Gary Hydnick. Okay. Okay. Tell me about Gary. This is actually a listener suggestion from an Instagram listener, which oh. I did not get the approval to say her name, but I'm going to say it. Sorry, Cheyenne. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the suggestion. I didn't get the s- approval to say the one from last week, but I did it anyway. And maybe Cheyenne's not even her real name. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's her it's, alias. Maybe it's her alias. Yeah. Her middle name. She's like, I'm not shy. I don't even know if it's a girl. I'm extroverted, Anne. Huh? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop. Okay. So, Gary, he was born on November 22nd, 1943. And he... That's someone else's birthday. 19... Not not the year. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, it is. (laughs) He's stupid. so stupid. That's my child. Okay, anyway. So, um, he was raised in Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. He had a younger brother named Terry, and when he was about three years old, his parents divorced. Uh Uh-huh. He lived with his mom for a few years and ultimately ended up in the care of his father. Don't know why or how or whatever, but for whatever reason, he goes and lives with his father. Okay. His whole family was described as weird and a little bit messed up. Okay. By a member of the family themselves. Like, one of the nieces or nephews or some shit comes forward and is like, hey, our family is fucking weird. Okay. Uh, well, ter- I mean, everybody has that, you mm. know. I would say that about my family. Yeah. I wouldn't. My family's pretty great. Your family's pretty weird. <laughs> I'd <laughs> say it about your family. I wouldn't say it about my We're family. We're all weird. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Okay. So, it turns out that his father used to beat Gary and his brother all the time for, oh. like, minor infractions. <laughs> I hate that I just said that word. Uh, several times Gary was beat with wooden toys because he would, like, pee his pants on accident. Oh, no. And the fucking worst thing you can do if a kid accidentally pees their pants is beat them. I, I don't know. know that for a fact, but I feel like it's a common theme in our goddamn podcast. I know, right? Like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, like, take it easy, bro. Chill. But I guess, again, like in my last story, his dad used to make him hang his dirty sheets in the window facing his neighbor's home, Mm -hmm. like, as a way to humiliate him. Mm. So it's not like he washed them and then hung them. It was like, hang up your dirty sheets so everybody could see what you have done. Mm, That's fucked up. Super fucked up. In school, Gary was actually really smart, but he was definitely an odd kid. He would always get made fun of for the shape of his head. (laughs) Did he have a flat head? Well... Here's the thing. Good Mm -hmm. question Mm -hmm. from, like, not being picked up as a baby. Mm -hmm. Did you guys know this shit, for the record, that, like, you can get a flathead? You can give your baby a flathead by not, like, picking them up and rolling them over. I didn't even know this was a thing, and I probably have a flathead. Anyway, okay, so uh, he had an oddly shaped head, which, by the way, I looked at pictures, and it just looked, like, long, but it was just, like, front on. So it wasn't like I got to see a skull scan or anything (laughs) crazy, you know? But, they didn't give you a 360 view? No, not at all. But I guess, uh, allegedly, this, like, odd shape of his head resulted from a childhood fall. 
So, I mean, oh. a little foreshadowing. Ooh. Maybe he bumped his head one too many times as mm-hmm. a kid. Hit that aggro spot. Loosened up some bits, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the 1960s, he joined the Army, and they trained him to be a medic. Okay. He had actually wanted to be some other shit in the Army. I don't know what. But um, turns out that the Army was like, hey, guess what? We need a medic. So that's what they did. Mm-hmm. And they stationed him in Germany. And it turns out that he really didn't like it there. So to get out of the army, he started to purposely disobey orders. Oh. He also was saying that he had severe headaches and these dizzy spells and shit. And so he kept seeing, like, hosp- like being hospitalized and all this crap. And they uh, diagnosed him with mental illnesses. They didn't straight up say schizophrenia, but they were, like, like schizophrenia. Okay. Side note, some people in his life later claim that he was faking all of this to get out of the army. Like, mm-hmm. he was faking a mental illness to get out. And I think I mentioned it later. Yeah, his best friend, Gary's best friend, actually said that Gary admitted to him himself that while he was in the army in Germany, uh, I guess they had given him LSD or some shit, and it caused him to have this nervous breakdown. And when he came out of it, he was like... I don't want to be in the army anymore. I'm going to fake this mental illness. So he basically like admitted to faking the the mental illness. To his friend. To his friend. Yeah. Yeah, true. So I don't really know. And um, again, this is in the like fucking 50s or 60s or whatever. Probably like late 50s. And so I don't know how easy it is to fake a mental illness in those days, but it sounds a little easier. (laughs) I don't really know. I don't know the deets. Yeah. They don't have uh, the same diagnostics. They're just like, ah, he said he sees stuff or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, he gets hospitalized a lot. And um, either way, whatever fucking, if he was faking it or not, it worked. And he gets discharged with 100% disability. Wow. Okay. Right? And so now he's living the high life. Yeah, good for him. Mm -hmm. There were records of him actually being hospitalized 22 times. Goddamn. That's a lot of times. Yeah, so he was, like, really laying it on heavy if he was faking it. Yeah. Also hospitalized? Like, not just went to the hospital, but, like, fucking... I don't know. It said hospitalized. All right. I wasn't like, could you please give me your definition? was he admitted? (laughs) (laughs) How many stays did he have? Yeah. All right. So, anyway, he gets 100% disability, and at this point, he's living in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. Flip, flip. Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He became... Mm-hmm, good job. Good job. Thank you for being there for me. <laughs> good job. Heal. <laughs> <laughs> sit, boo sit. <laughs> God job. damn it. So he becomes a licensed practical nurse, and he worked at the VA, but he eventually gets fired because he just fucking never showed up for work half the time, and he was rude to patients. Mm, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out that's you, not what they look for in You gotta nurse. be there. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. <laughs> During this time frame, Gary's life actually starts to take a little bit of a turn, and he attempts committing suicide Ooh, 13 times. Jesus. It turns out that his brother also had attempted suicide several times. So Ooh. I'm going to guess that some childhood issues yeah. caused some problems. A little bit of family history, huh? Mm-hmm. In 1970, his mother, who had Bowden cancer at the time, um, and she was also an alcoholic, Ooh. she went down into her basement and then she committed suicide by drinking mercuric chloride, which is basically chlorine and mercury. That's a hard word to say Fuck. sometimes. Yeah. 
And where do you get that? Pool uh, chemicals? Dude, I don't even you know. Break a bunch of thermometers open? I have no idea. I guess they used to like treat syphilis or whatever, and then they were like, oh, it actually fucking kills you, so you probably shouldn't take this anymore. Like, that was the quick little Google search I did. Oh, all right. But it ain't good for you, and that's what she did to commit suicide. So, pretty sure this fucks Gary up even a little bit more. I think it would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Sounds logical. <laughs> About a year after his mother's death, he decides that he's going to create a religion. Oh. Not because he actually believes in this fucking made-up religious belief that he comes up with, but mm-hmm. because he wants a tax break. Mm-hmm. So, so he's like, I'm going to become my own church. Exactly. So Perfect. So he, he creates the United Church of the Ministers of God and becomes Bishop Heidnick. Heidnick. Okay. Perfect. Great idea. No thing bad comes from these ideas. No <laughs> thing bad. <laughs> no way that's going to go wrong. When he first started, he had about like five followers. But in 1986, his church was making a shit ton of money and thriving. What? We're not in the 1986s. I just want to let you know that from the time that he first started all the way to like 1986, which is kind of like the end of my story that I'll get to in a minute. He mm. makes a fuck ton of money with his church. Okay. Um, he would take the money from the church and the, like the parishioners or whatever. And he, along with the checks from the army and social security, and he would invest in stocks and would get his money back or he would lose it all. Like, he went from varying degrees of wealth, like super rich driving around in fancy-ass cars to, like, living on the streets because he didn't have two nickels to rub together to make a dime. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But eventually, like, he had a huge following and made a shit ton of money. Okay. I mean, I guess good for him. I guess. guess. No, he's an asshole. Yeah. We don't like him, just so you know. I feel like the last cult you did, they, like, ripped out a chick's ovaries, so I'm kind of (laughs) bracing for that. You should brace for impact. Mm. (laughs) Lots of triggers. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe not nearly as gnarly as that one, though, because that was fucking intense. Good. So, Gary would hold these, like, church services on Sundays, and like I said, quite a few people would come. Many of his patrons often suffered from mental illnesses, and a majority of them happened to be black. An article said that he actually preferred black women, like, sexually, and so that perhaps they were targeted. Uh, One of his followers was a black woman by the name of Angianette. I don't have her last name. Angianette. Okay. And Gary actually ended up having a daughter with her. Oh. The daughter was placed in foster care as soon as she was born. And he just kind of, like, took her on as his, like, religious wife. I don't know what you want to call it, but it was like they weren't like actually married by like the state or anything but he was just like ah you are one of my many wives that i will have and i will bed like this is what his religion was about was basically like taking on wives yeah taking on wives and having sex okay and like like i said the religion that most men would create (laughs) right and like i said a lot of people suffered from mental illness so they wouldn't recognize when they were being taken like, being taken advantage of. Yeah. And so, like, he would promise all these, like, great and fun and wonderful things and basically, like, company and stuff. Mm. And so his parishioners would be, like, excited or feel special that, like, oh, he chose me to be his wife, that kind of stuff. Even without, like, a mental illness, it's like, my oh, God. my God, he's ta- he's noticing me, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, he has a baby with Anginette. Uh It goes to foster care immediately. Anginette has a sister with who was also, like, had mental uh, 
disabilities and she was in a mental institution. Oh. And one day the couple went to visit her sister and they basically kidnapped her from this institution. You can just do that? I didn't know that. I guess they were like signing her out for a day trip or whatever. And then they were like, psych, never coming back. And when the institution was like, hey, we want her back. And they came around looking for her. They go to Gary's house, and they found out that Gary had been keeping her locked up in a storage bin in his fucking basement. Oh, what the fuck? And he was raping her the whole time. Yeah, (gasps) yeah, this guy's a dick. Um, What kind of storage bin? I don't know. Like a tote? So one said storage bin, another said storage locker in a basement. No, shouldn't do that. No, you shouldn't. But I still don't like if it's a, a room. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, shouldn't do that. I don't think you're allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. I checked my mental library and it says no. <laughs> yeah. And my mental Rolodex says you shouldn't do that. Not a good idea. <laughs> so they take Angie and sister back in and they examine her and they found that she had also been sodomized <gasps> and that she had contracted gonorrhea from Gary. Ew. Gary's dirty. I read this and... All I could sing was Gary Gonorrhea, Gary Gonorrhea, <laughs> just for you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Gary was like fucking caught, right? They were like, hey, yo, bitch, you can't do that shit. Yeah. And so he was charged with kidnapping, rape, unlawful restraint, false imprisonment, involuntary deviant sexual intercourse, and Ew. interfering. Yeah, and interfering with the custody of a committed person. Yeah. And Gary was sent to prison. Good. Fuck that guy. Right? So he goes to prison. And Get out he, of here, Gary Gonorrhea. Yeah. Gary Gonorrhea. Gary Gonorrhea. <laughs> Gary, Indiana. Why? 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 Why does that live in my head? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. So he goes to prison, right? He uh-huh. appeals and I guess he fucking wins because they're like, okay, you don't have to be in prison, but you have to go to a mental institution. And when you're found to be of sound mind, we will let you out. And so that takes about three years. <laughs> and wow. they're like, your mind is sound. <laughs> and in April of 1983, they release him. They're like, you're fine. This is fine. Go back to your church. Yeah. Go do your thing. Bishop Heidnick. Gary Heidnick. Gonorrhea. Whoa. Gary Gonorrhea. Bishop Gary Gonorrhea. Mm-hmm. What a name. A name for the books. All righty. Now, Gary gets out of fucking the mental institution or whatever the hell it is he's in right yeah not prison and he goes looking for angie annette and she's nowhere to be found obviously and so he's like well son of a bitch i need me a wife and he gets him a mail order bride from the philippines oh this happens to be a woman by the name of betty okay betty fucking meets gary gets pregnant with quote little gary and (laughs) yeah ew and as you can imagine it's a super happy marriage Psych. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. Sounds like a real way to, you know, fucking connect. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it was love at first sight. Yeah. Um, Isn't a show? <laughs> it is. 90 Day Fiance. I watch that shit all the goddamn time. It's not so much mail order brides, so. But anyway, so he starts actually beating on her, even oh. though she's fucking pregnant, right? Dick. 
asshole. And so she confides in a neighbor that he's abusing her and all this other shit. And the neighbor's like, if he's not going to stop hitting you when you're pregnant, like, you need to get the fuck out, which is a weird standard, but I'll take it, right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, that's the one time where you're supposed to be, like, extra protective and shit. Yeah. Like, keep her safe. It's got your baby in there. Yeah. But the neighbor's like, hey, get out of this relationship. And Betty listens. So in 1986... She left his ass and she was like, later, loser, I'm out of here. And she actually files like charges against him. Oh. And he's arrested for spousal rape because he would like rape her and shit. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. So he gets arrested, but I'm not sure how long he spends in prison or jail or whatever for that one because after Betty left, The neighbors start to notice that a lot of women are coming and going from Gary's house, and they look like sex workers. Oh, no. I don't know what a sex worker looks like. Psych. Yes, I do. I live in San Diego. Okay. (laughs) I'm too sheltered for that. (laughs) Okay. I threw in here a random side note that it turns out that Gary had actually had a third child with another woman named Gail, but I'm not quite sure where this relationship came about or whatever, but just so you know, he had three kids. Okay. Anyways, so one night, a neighbor witnesses Gary throw one of the suspected sex workers out of his home. Like, they're just enjoying their life, and all of a sudden, they're like, hold the fuck up. Something crazy's going on at Gary's house. And this woman comes flying out of the house like she was thrown out. Oh, shit. She butt naked. Oh. Totally naked. And then she starts banging on the door and yelling and hollering at Gary. Like, to go back inside? Yeah. Because all her clothes are inside. Probably, yeah. Like, give me all my fucking shit, you asshole. Yeah. And so the neighbor calls the police, and the police come, and they're like, yo, Gary, what the fuck is going on? And he opens the door and gives the lady her clothes back. Like, here you go. Yeah. Um, Get her out of my hair. Yeah. Whatever. Right? And so that's what the neighbor witnesses. Like, that was fucking weird. Yeah. I don't know legally what happened or if the cops were like, dude, Gary, give her her clothes back. Yeah. And then she, he did, and they were like, okay, don't do that shit again. <laughs> she just wants her shit and to go home. Yeah. What the fuck, man? You can't take people's clothes. So around this time, Gary's friends say that he starts doing, like, really weird things, like wearing heavy coats in the middle of August, like, and it's hot and everything. Okay. And then he starts getting super aggro for no reason. Like, one time, a car kept parking in front of his house, and he was mad about it. And so he was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to shoot out the windows with a BB gun. And so he did that, but they kept parking in front of his house. So he was like, better idea, I'm going to put sugar in the gas tank. And he put some sugar in there, and the car would drive away and always come back and park. Like, it didn't stop running. So he put 20 pounds of sugar in the tank, and the car kept running, and he was fucking pissed. First of all, yeah, that's weird. a great advertisement for that car. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, ain't nothing going to stop this. Yeah. But also, if someone shot out my windows, I might not park there. Like, if I knew why. Yeah. If I knew that it was, like, fucking crazy Gary Gonorrhea over there, I'd be like, all right, I guess I'll Bishop. park on this side of the street. Bishop Gary Gonorrhea. Bishop Gary Gonorrhea. <laughs> exactly. Get it right. Yeah, I I don't I wonder if like the BB shattered the glass and so they didn't realize it was shot up by a BB and so they thought somebody just broke into it. But either way, I would not park there also. Yeah. I have no idea whose car it was. I don't know why I said it like I would know, even if you were like, oh, that's Tom's. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder whose car that was. Was it someone who lived there? Or? I have I mean it must have been. Yeah. <laughs> they were there all the time. Anyway, so Gary's kind of a dick. Sounds like it. Mm -hmm. On November 25th, 1986, Mm -hmm. a sex worker by the name of Josefina Riviera was working the streets. Sexually. Mm -hmm. 
when Gary pulled up in his Coupe de Ville. Ooh, baby. His yeah, Coupe de Ville. Coupe de Ville, yeah. God damn. And he hired her for $20. First of all, yeah. that's cheap. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like 86 so that's maybe like 40 I don't really know inflation. Still. I don't so. know inflation. If you doubled it, that's still fucking cheap. Well, you don't know what they're going to do for that $20. I feel like there's nothing... <laughs> like a flash flash of the titties oh okay maybe one <laughs> you don't get both for that <laughs> you'd make a good prostitute <laughs> i'm sorry sex worker yeah stingy <laughs> yeah yeah you'd be on the streets all night girl i'll stand next to you and i'll be like because they're smaller half the price <laughs> still all your jobs or people would be like i mean it's worth it, it. might be worth it like I those? could just look at myself in the mirror and get the same <laughs> <laughs> magic tits. And I'm like, you won't know until you pay. <laughs> My nipples are flavored like beer. 40 for one, 60 for both. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty good deal. Right? It's like half off on the second. Yeah. It's Jeez. almost like a BOGO. <laughs> almost. Oh, my God. Okay. So... He picks up Josefina for $20, right? Okay. Uh, he drives her back to his house, and they did the deed, which was sex. It was $20 for sex. Okay. So. <laughs> I just wanted to hear your take on it. Back to my original fucking statement. That is not enough. Ladies, agreed. know your worth. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So, uh, they're all done, right? And she's getting dressed, and she bends down to pick up her clothes, and he comes from behind her and starts choking her until she passes out. Oh. Super trigger warning for the rest of my goddamn story. Okay. Fuck, that sucks. Yeah. When she came to, he had her cuffed on the bed, and she starts screaming, right? Like, what the fuck yeah, is I happening like here? This. Yeah, not today. And he basically told her to shut up, or he was going to choke her again, so that she was like, all right, I'll be fucking quiet, because I... Don't, don't want to be choked again. Yeah, I don't know what you're going to do to me. Um, and he led her down to his basement. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And in the basement. Never go to a second location. <laughs> it's the basement counts. <laughs> oh, this basement counts. So um, in the basement, he had dug a huge hole. And in the corner of the basement, he had all the bags of dirt from the hole that he had dug, like just piled up. He used muffler clamps to shackle her legs. I don't even know what those are. I don't either. But he had, like, car parts, and that's what he was using to, like, fucking tie her ass up. And he also put gravy. He gravy. Also, gravy. Poured <laughs> gravy all over him. <laughs> no, he put crazy glue over the bolts so that she couldn't, like, untwist them. Okay. Yeah. He then told her that he was going to get her pregnant and take the baby to raise on his own. And then he threw her in the hole. That is a long commitment. Yeah. Why do you want? Why do you want kids? You have three of them. Well, technically, maybe two. I don't know. You what do are actually you do with them. Like, I have no idea. Maybe like fucking carry on his church tradition. I don't know. Legacy. I have no idea. Um, he kept trying to put like cardboard over her head in the hole, but I guess the hole wasn't like deep enough, so like he couldn't get the cardboard to stay. I don't really know. This is how the article explained it, but like she just kept popping up. Like. <laughs> yeah, like um, I'm here, or maybe it wasn't deep enough. So even if she was like laying down or something, it still was like popping up. But eventually, he gets the cardboard to stay, and mm -hmm. um, she starts screaming because it's really hard to breathe because it's like cutting off her oxygen. Mm -hmm. And so he pulls her out by the hair mm -mm. and he beats her with a stick mm -mm. and then throws her back in the hole for the entire day. I don't think that the Church of Many Gods or whatever it is that he's serving would approve of this treatment. Well, he fucking invented it, so evidently 
Yeah, but he's still like. Yeah, I know. It's awful. Oh, he's a dick. Okay, so Josephine is in the hole, right? Yeah. And she starts to hear this noise after a while. She's been in there for a day, so I'm sure she's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So she hears this sound, and it's the sound of Gary bringing down another woman by the name of Sandy into the basement. Okay. Now, Sandy, as it turns out, was a parishioner of Gary's church, and um, she was also diagnosed with some mental disabilities. I don't really know all the details. Okay. And she happened to be telling her sister that Bishop Gary of the church uh, was going to be taking her and a few friends on what he had called the, quote, great adventure. No. And, yeah. And also, I, I don't know if this is part of the great adventure. I don't know what the great adventure is. But it also mentioned that he was going to take her to McDonald's to have dinner, and she was, like, super excited. Well, listen. Girl's got a dream. <laughs> I fucking happy meal. We were legit just talking about this before we started recording, how bad we went Taco Bell and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I would take McDonald's. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so anyway, so she's really excited, whatever, right? And yeah. that's what her sister had heard, like, okay, whatever this fucking great adventure is. So one day, Sandy needs to go to the store because she has to pick up some medicine. And she leaves, but she never comes home. Okay, and is that her, when she went in the hole? Well, yeah, that's basically when she went in the hole. So her, but her family doesn't know this, yeah. right? So they call the cops, and the cops are like, "Yeah, she's twenty five years old. She can go missing if she wants." I fucking hate that shit, man. I know. I get that, like, you're an adult, you don't have to call your mom and stuff, but like, a family knows if if they're, you're missing. Yeah, there's a reason. Yeah, I know. and also just fucking tell me that they're alive. Right. I don't care. They don't have to call. They don't have to come home. They don't mm-hmm. have to do any of those things. But Just like, verify. I feel like the family should have some kind of say in being like, yeah, they're alive. Well, and also the family knows like, oh, this isn't like her. She would never do that. You know? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. family knows their fucking person. Yeah. I don't feel like it's up to the cop to be like, it's fine. You don't fucking know right? them. Just because they're 18 does not mean that they're fucking of sound Oh, right now. I don't want to be a dick, but or I feel like body. the cops fucked up a few times here. <laughs> okay, so okay. Uh, the police are like, sorry about it, right? And so the family, they go searching for her. And they're like, well, maybe they went on this great adventure to McDonald's or whatever. <laughs> and so they go and they... Baby, what is that, a Big Mac? <laughs> <laughs> Baby, you treat me so fun. Ooh, girl. Ooh, I can get fries. <laughs> And so they go to McDonald's, and when they get there, they find one of Sandy's really good friends, and they're like, hey, do you know where Sandy could possibly be? Just hanging out at McDonald's? Fucking, I guess they love Mickey D's. I have no idea. Okay. It's kind of like, you know, hanging out at your spot. Yeah, it's the local hangout. I don't really know that for sure. That's just what I assumed. Okay. Okay. So um, they find her friend, and her friend's like, maybe she's with Gary. And so they give, the or the friend gives the family Gary's number and address yeah so now the family goes to gary's house and they start knocking on the door and he answers the door and they ask like hey have you seen sandy and he's like nope haven't seen her definitely not Sorry in my basement it. definitely not my basement she was in the basement mm. and they were like okay that's weird and they call the cops and they're like hey can you please go check in on gary like, she was talking about going on this great adventure with him or whatever. He says he hasn't seen her, but will you just go check? Maybe you can find out some intel. Yeah, he was being a little sketch back there. Okay, so now uh, the police show up at Gary's house, right? Yeah. 
And um, they come and they knock on the door, but Gary doesn't answer. So they leave a note saying, hey, Gary, we'd like to talk to you. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the basement, Gary brings down Christmas cards to Sandy. One Christmas card, not multiple, because it was around Christmas time. Okay. And he has Sandy write to her parents saying that she's all right. No. Like, everything's fine. Don't come looking for me. I'm missing on purpose. Yeah. And gives her $20 to put in the card. (laughs) Fucking generous. Like a Christmas gift, yeah. And he shackles her up also and keeps her in the hole in the basement, too. Okay. Are they in the same hole? Yes. Okay. I don't know if he just keeps making the hole bigger or... Company, you know? Yeah. Kind of nice. So, $20 in the card for fucking Christmas. Don't come looking for me. Generous motherfucker. So goddamn generous. Mm -hmm. Puts her in the hole in the basement. Also, never agree. Never write a fucking note. I know. if you ever get a note from me that's like, hey, don't worry about it. I'm missing on purpose. Fucking read the first letter of every line. (laughs) I'll make a poem. I'm writing you a fucking help me letter. (laughs) Or like, I don't know, every third letter. I'll underline it or circle it or write it in a different color. It won't. It'll be a backwards e instead of a regular. Oh, I'll I like make it. it. I like it. Known. We'll have a secret word that we have to work in there. Yes. Okay. You will have to do some detective work though. Don't just read it. And be like, okay. <laughs> Promise. Deal. Okay. <laughs> I will never write you a letter and say I'm doing okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. If never. we ever move and like write each other letters, we'd be like, everything's pretty cool here. Maybe the cops will moved. show up. Yeah. <laughs> Love her check. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. She got a Christmas card from you that said everything was fine. I guess that's not okay. Suspicious. <laughs> Could you explain yourself? <laughs> all right. So Gary then drives all the way to New York to mail this card off. So that it would look like that she had run away to New York. So he has committed. And he lives in Philadelphia? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. The family gets the letter, and they're like, "Mm, still pretty fucking suspicious. Yeah, don't like that. Yeah. So they get um, a handwriting analysis done on the card and find that it does match. Well, (laughs) that was weird. Um, And they find that it does match her. I can't say the word. I'm sorry. (laughs) Your weird accent comes out I transatlantic. don't even fucking know where it comes from. Fargo? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but it doesn't match. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. And so the police are like, it does match. Sorry, I said doesn't. See if I just say it fast enough, it'll work. Yeah. And so the police are like, see, she's missing on purpose. We were right. Yeah. It's definitely her handwriting. Everything's yep. fine. And they were like, mm, she seems a little stressed. Right. And so her family is still like, no, fuck that shit. But the police aren't doing anything about it. Gary's next victim was Lisa Thomas. He took her out to eat at TJIF, which is... Thank God it's Friday. Exactly. Also, just a restaurant here. I don't fucking know if it's outside of the U.S., but it's, it's like... It's like an Applebee's. <laughs> it is like an Applebee's. Like, do you want pasta? Do you want mozzarella sticks? Mm-hmm. Potato skins? Mm, yeah, I do. Yeah. It's hot wings? It's just like fucking basic ass food. Anyway, yeah. okay. So he takes her out to eat at a TGIF and invited her to go shopping and said, like, go ahead and spend $50 on whatever the fuck you want at this store. Ooh, baby. And so she was like, God damn, it's my special day. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they do all that and he brings her back to his house and they have some beer and they have a little sexy time. Ooh, and girl. then he choked her and God damn it. brought her down to his basement where he clamped her ankles also. Okay. He would, like, count the links on the leg chains to make sure that they could be wide enough for him to rape the girls. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. So he was doing some bad, bad things. 
Uh, meanwhile, oh, I hate it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Josefina and Sandy, they're still down in the hole also, right? This whole time. Yeah. Uh, he rapes them every day and feeds them Pop-Tarts for breakfast. Mm, and not then bad. I knew I wrote that and I was like, Aaron's going to be impressed. <laughs> Brown sugar cinnamon or what are we talking here? Does he warm them up first? That's bougie. <laughs> I don't know the details <laughs> on how the food was served, but they got Pop-Tarts for breakfast mm-hmm. <laughs> and rice and hot dogs for dinner. I was like, that is exactly what Aaron would cook for me. Like, if we were on a trip and Aaron was in charge of cooking, she'd be like, what goes with hot dogs? I know how to cook rice. And I'd be like, I mean, I guess. I'll eat it. Well, well, what would you prefer? I mean, as far as prisoners go, they're living pretty well, aside from all, like, the rape and stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, right. Okay. But But their meals aren't bad. He could be starving them. That's just because, well, he kind of does starve them. I mean, they don't get much food. But that's also just because you don't eat food. Yeah. I have a poverty palate. Yes. You eat, like, chocolate all day long, and then you'll eat carne asada fries, <laughs> and then you just don't ever eat again. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. So. Okay, so. Breakfast and dinner. Okay. Uh, when Lisa was brought down... He started to, like, alternate between the girls. So some days the girl, like, a girl wouldn't get raped, you know? A girl? A girl. So like, he would still rape two of them? Well, I don't really know the numbers or, like, what was his schedule raping, was. Was he raping both of of uh, Josefina and Sandy every I, day? I think so. I don't really know the details. But it was basically, Sandy. like, as he got more girls coming in. They got breaks. Kind of, yeah. Which is terrible to say, but... Like, he wasn't, like, just fucking straight boning sessions all the time. That's so gross. Yeah, super gross. So when Christmas comes, um, he brought down a Chinese food menu. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) And he was like, because it's Christmas, you can order anything off the menu. Mm. So in some sick, weird way, it's like he was, like, rewarding them or taking care of them, quote, unquote, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. in his own mind. Like, they're like, uh, I'll trade that for getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. Can I go pick it up? Yeah, I'll get it for you. Mm-hmm. Then on New Year's Day, Gary brought the girls out of the hole and introduced a new woman by the name of Debbie. 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 What's up, Deb? So Debbie. Debbie. Uh, Debbie had been living on the streets for some years, and mm-hmm. she was kind of one of those women who would go missing, and sadly nobody would really report it or notice, right? Yeah. So he shackles Debbie up and throws her in the hole, and she screams all night long. She's like, fuck this shit. Uh-huh. I'm not okay with this. Yeah, I'm not going to be quiet. I'm not going down without a fight. Mm-hmm. So I like Gary, her. Yeah, I know. I like your spirit, Deb. Yeah, get it, Deb. And so Gary would come down and beat her with a stick. Mm, fuck. It turns out he had, like, two sticks. One was just a fucking stick, and another one had, like, nails in it and shit. Oh. And he would, like, when they weren't listening with the one stick, he'd use the nail stick. Yeah. Yeah. But she was like, nope, fuck this shit. And she still kept screaming. So then Gary's like, gotta go get me another woman. And so he meets Jacqueline Askins, who is an 18-year-old sex worker. Why does he need this many ladies? I don't fucking know. Like. He's like creating. uh, You don't need any ladies. But also, Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. like, you don't need a fucking harem. No, exactly. That's exactly what he's creating. And also, uh, his, like, religious belief, he collected many wives. But these, these, are all his wives. these, I don't think they never were explained as wives. They were just like he would just take them. 
This like is they mine weren't now. even part of the church. They were mainly sex workers. Mm. Okay. Except for Sandy. She was part of the church. So he fucking meets up with Jacqueline, right? Yeah. He brings her home and they play video games for like an hour or something. And that sounds all right. Yeah. Actually, up until the parts where he's a fucking asshole. Right. I guess a lot of his friends and shit were like, I would have never fucking guessed. That's yeah. fucking crazy. Like, he seemed pretty normal other than, like, eh, he gets a little aggro and he wears sweaters in the summer. <laughs> but who Shoots doesn't? out people's fucking car windows. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so after an hour of video games, he put her in a headlock and choked her. Oh. And then he took her down to the basement where she met the five other women. So now we have Josephina, Sandy, Debbie, Lisa, and Jacqueline. Okay. <laughs> Do you have all those down? Got them all down. Okay. So he chains Jacqueline up just like the other women, and obviously he continues the abuse among all of them. Every time he goes in to buy fucking muffler clamps or whatever, yeah, the people just... are like, bro, what happened in the last pair? Yeah, what's going on with your mufflers? Yeah. Fucking. Why do you need to clamp them down so much? Why don't you get a new car? Yeah. I feel um, like your your problem isn't the muffler clamps. It's yeah. something else that's causing this. Maybe he bought them in bulk. Or in different places. Oh, now you're talking. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking. Don't mm-hmm. pull off that makeup. We got a video on. I know. <laughs> I want to. Start pinching your fucking mascara I know. off. I guess he would also make the other women beat each other up. Like, uh, whoever could be the most domineering woman in the fucking tribe or whatever would get special treatment from him. A.K.A. he might not rape you. Or he might not beat you or whatever. So then the women were constantly like at each other's throats, like, fighting to be the more domineering one or, like, trying to be like, no, you do this, you go here, whatever. You know, whatever Gary says to fucking do. Like, they're trying to control each other. So it's like this sick, twisted, like, even the people that you are imprisoned with, you can't even trust. I hate it. I fucking hate it. awful. I feel like if they all rose up... Together. Unite. Right? Now, Josephina, the first woman who was taken down... Uh, She understood quickly that if she did everything that Gary demanded of her and if she started, like, bossing the other women around and everything, she could gain Gary's trust. Sort of like a survival mechanism, you know? Yeah. And, like, befriend him. He slowly – it worked because he slowly started to take her out on outings and stuff, even to meet up with his friends to hang out. Yeah. And one time he was working with a friend to, like, build a fence or some shit. And they meet up at this gas station. And his friend is like, yo, I don't have any room in my truck for Josefina. Like, we got to go get shit or whatever. And there's no room in here. And Gary was like, oh, it's okay. We can leave her at the gas station. And we'll just, like, come back and get her. What? Right. And so. She was like, deuces. Well, here's the thing. Okay. So at the gas station, there were actually two cop cars there. And she was left there alone. And she didn't alert anyone that she was in danger or anything. Oh, my God. I know. And in one of the articles I was reading, like, it was, like, a bunch of um, people's commentary, you know, like, people close to the case or whatever. And some people were, like, um, like, the friend was, like, she didn't look like she was held captive or anything or in distress to me. Like, like, I think that her story is that he did all these horrible things, but she's saying that because she was in on it with him. Right? Oh. Like, she kind of becomes the domineering woman of, among everybody else that's she's being held captive. She's the bitch. Yeah, and so he's like, well, I don't think that she was really a victim. But science and everybody else is like, 
yeah, that's called Stockholm Syndrome. Like, Yeah, yeah. Like, she literally got thrown in a hole and was being tortured and shit. And so she's doing this to survive. Yeah. And then she's afraid now to tell anybody because I'm sure he's threatening her, you know? Like, like if you tell somebody X, Y, Z, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'll hurt you or yeah. the other women or whatever. Exactly. Okay, so she doesn't do anything, right? And he comes back and gets her and everything's fine, hunky-dory. But also— Jesus, that sucks. That's yeah. That's so scary. I know. But in doing that, she earns a little bit more trust, right? Yeah. But still, not that you should do that. Fucking run. But, <laughs> but you know. Yeah, you earn a little bit more trust, but also that's a perfect opportunity to be like, hey, um, something's wrong. <laughs> Help. Yeah. But— uh. But she doesn't do that because fucking shit is intense. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So later, obviously, we know this because Josefina's going to live. Okay. Yeah. So later, Josefina goes on to explain that the abuse that Gary would inflict on the other women was so intense. And one of the things that he would do was he would gag them and then he would stick a screwdriver in their ear. (gasps) And he would start off with a small screwdriver, and then he would go to bigger and bigger ones. <laughs> Why? Why do I always laugh at your reaction? <laughs> like, it's blah, blah, blah. fucking gross. I know. And then she said that she could see the women crying, but they couldn't, like, their screams were muffled because they were gagged, right? So then it was just like, they couldn't really... Like, yell and scream and everything, right? It was just kind of like... Was he, like, popping their eardrum? Like, what is the fucking point? Sure. You're not touching their their brain, right? And then I'm thinking he did it, like, slowly. (sighs) Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. It makes me very uncomfortable. I don't like it, Mm -mm. and I don't want it. Nope. One day in February... Sandy was eating um, bread and water. I guess it was her fucking ration for the day. Mm -hmm. And evidently she was eating too slowly for Gary's liking. And he was like, eat faster. And she wouldn't. And then so he ordered Josefina to hit Sandy like over and over again to like force her to eat faster. And so she does it. And Sandy's not eating faster. And Gary gets pissed. And he takes her hands, like her hands are shackled, and hangs her up on a loop so that she's like standing with her hands above her her head. Yeah. And left her there for three days. Three days? Three days. On the third day, she went slack, like she was sleeping. And Gary kept saying that she was just playing and that she was fine. And he would like come up and smack her around and shit, but she was really dead. <gasps> Isn't that terrible? Are you okay? I don't like it. No. It turns out that she had actually died from a combination of starvation, torture, fever, and ultimately suffocation because of having her arms above her head and then getting so fatigued that she passed out. It, like, blocked her airway and she suffocated because her head slumped forward. Oh, my God. That's got to be the worst fucking way to die. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's horrible. That is legit torture. So Gary later goes on to claim that he did not actually intend to kill her and that when she died, he was actually really upset. And all the other women said that he was pretty upset, too, when he was, like, carrying her up the stairs. But I say, fuck you. Fuck you, yeah. That's my opinion. Oh, so Gary also is like, my intention wasn't to kill her, right? Like I just said. Instead, Gary says that his intention was to, like, show the other women that this is what happens when you disobey me. 
like you'll be tortured, like and you'll be killed, hung. Ultimately. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think he was uh, not trying to convey the kill message. That's what he's saying, anyway. Not that yeah. I believe it or whatever, right? But that was what he's like. Oh, I didn't mean to kill her. This is what I was trying to accomplish. That's yeah. a really weird roundabout way for me to try to say that, but that's what he says. Everybody else is like, "Yeah, fuck you." But so, this guy in particular, right? So Gary takes Sandy's body upstairs and he uses an electric saw to chop her up. Every woman in that hole can hear what's happening. An electric saw? Yeah. To like chop her body up. Bro, that's going to get clogged. That's not going to work. I know. I don't understand how this works. How many batteries do you have charged? I don't even know, but I am curious as to like, can you just saw wet things? I didn't think you could. Maybe it's like a reciprocating saw. Like a chainsaw? Maybe it's like a... One of those saws? Like a jigsaw? Is that, yeah. That's like one of these. <laughs> I mean, like a sawzaw? Yeah, that has teeth on this side. Yeah, sawzaw. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, it's a sawzaw. Okay. <laughs> you said okay. <laughs> I mean, it. it wouldn't get, like, the blade wouldn't matter if it got wet. What if it got, like... Yeah, but I think, like, yeah, when it, it retracts in... But it doesn't retract all the way in. Yeah, but like if you get bit. it just retracts enough though, it gets in there. I don't know. I have some Be concerns. Be careful with where you you cut then, you know? Don't get too close to the blade. I feel like if you're cutting up a body, you're not worried about your saw. It's like when you're painting. You don't put fucking paint on the hilt of the paintbrush. You put it on the tip. <laughs> my God, my psycho kid does. Uh, no. Okay. My kid doesn't. He's not allowed near art supplies. <laughs> Kid's he gonna be undressed like a... all of the crayons that he got. He would not color with them until he got all of the paper off. And I was like, bro. <laughs> it's your nightmare. It is. <laughs> okay. So he's got whatever saw he's using. Yeah. And uh, cuts her body up. And then all the women in the hole say that they start to smell a terrible rotting smell after three to four days. Ew. Ew. Yeah. What did he do with it? Well, I'll tell you. Okay. Um, also, quick note before I tell you, the girl said that when Gary would come down to rape them, he would reek of rotting flesh. Like he was living in the decay. That is bad. Horrifying. Bad. Like not only so are bad you getting raped. Yeah. Because that's fucking Blech. shitty. Yeah. Mm-mm. But it's like essentially by a dead person. Oh my like god! Like a mummy would be. Oh my god! Okay, so um, the smell actually got so bad that the neighbors started to notice and complain. Good. And they even confronted Gary, and he was like, "Hmm, I don't smell anything." He's nose blind to it. <laughs> yeah, you need some Febreze, bitch. <laughs> um, and he was like, "Well, I've been cooking something, so maybe you just don't like the smell of my cooking." But the neighbors are like. No, bro, it smells like a body. Like, it smells like a dead body. And so they call the cops. Good. And an officer comes by and knocks on the door for, like, 15 minutes. And, of course, Gary doesn't answer. But the cop is like, I can fucking smell something bad. Yeah, it smells bad over here. It's getting worse at Gary's house. Yeah. And so he walks around the back, and it smells like a million times worse. And he peeks in through the kitchen window, and he sees a huge pot on the stove that is boiling over. And it smells like rotting death, and it smells like burning rotting death. And so he's about to call his supervisor to be like, yo, we've got a situation, right? And then, bam, Gary opens the door. (gasps) Boom. I like how you really gasped at bam, but he was literally just opening the door. (laughs) Oh, I was like, he got hit in the back of the head. (laughs) He is now one of the girls. (laughs) Now, Gary just opens the door. Okay. 
And so the cop is like, oh, yo, Gary, I've been knocking for like 15 fucking minutes. What's going on? It smells awful in here. And it looks like you're boiling over on the stove. Yeah. And Gary was like, oh, shit, I'm cooking a roast and I fell asleep and I accidentally left the stove on. So my bad. Sorry about it. Later. Yeah. Right. And the cop's like, oh, that's an awful you smelling You suck roast. at cooking. Yeah. 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 That smells terrible. What is that? Obey? <laughs> I love Obey. I said Obey. Old I love bay. Old Bay. And some vinegar. Got some mm. ponies. And some blue crab. God damn. All right. So. It's probably not what he had going on. No. That's not at all what was in that pot because it turns out that was it was. Was the cop just like, can I see it? No. The cop was just like, okay, bye. That's weird. It smells like a dead body. But if you mm. tell me it's a roast, I guess I believe I'll you. I'll leave you. Do you want to know what was in the pot? Yeah. It was Sandy's head. Of course it was. It was her fucking head. And in the oven, he had her ribs and, like, parts of her fucking hip bone. Was it on? Yes. He was cooking her. Why? Why later? I don't know. Probably because it started to smell. And he was like, I got to get rid of this shit. It smells really bad. Um, also, her arms and legs he put in the freezer and he labeled them dog food. Fun fact. Okay. Did he have dogs? I don't know. Actually, that's a really good question. But essentially what he was doing was trying to, like, destroy all evidence of her body so that you couldn't identify her, right? Like, yeah. if you found these parts, you'd be like, I don't know what who this is. Like, he pulled her teeth out of her skull and shit like that. Jesus. Yeah, home dude is fucking sick. So now it's March 18th, and the girls are screaming in the hole, especially Debbie. And Gary comes down the stairs, and he hooks a hose up to the sink in the basement, and he starts to fill the hole with water. Uh-oh. As it's filling up, he plugs in an extension cord, and this <gasps> extension cord has the wires all stripped back, right? So it's like a live fucking cord. And he starts to hold it to their chains that they're shackled to so that it shocks them. And obviously they start screaming and um, because they're all being loud, right? So he's like, you guys need to be quiet. And when they're not quiet, he electrocutes them. Yeah, but you know what's not going to make me more quiet? Being electrocuted? Yeah. Yeah, or being shocked or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Exactly. Well, after a while, the other women stopped screaming because they were like, fuck, that hurts. Just make it stop. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, but Debbie kept screaming and screaming. And so Gary pulled her out and forced Josephina to hold the cord to her chin, to Debbie's chin. And... The goal, like, he was like, hold it to her chin until she stopped screaming. And so she did, but Debbie just kept screaming. And so Gary got really fucking pissed. And he took the cord from her. Because, like, Josephina was putting it on her chin for, like, a, you know, like, zapping her or whatever. Yeah. And Gary got pissed, takes the cord from her, and just holds it to Debbie until she stopped screaming. But the reason she stopped screaming was because he killed her. Yeah. Like, he electrocuted her to death. Oh, my God. That's so fucking sad. So, oh, that's awful. Right? So now Debbie is has been murdered. And uh, Gary forces Josefina to write a letter saying, quote, Gary Heidnick and Josefina Riviera electrocuted Deborah du Dudley in the basement of 3520 North Marshall Street. And then, so implicating herself. Exactly. With exactly. So he had her sign it and then he signed it. And then he had one of the other women witness it at the Bear bottom. Witness. Be a witness. And so Gary said that now he could trust Josephina because he had this, like, collateral on her, right? Yeah, but also. What the fuck? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're torturing her, too. So there's that. Yeah, like, that's not going to hold up in court. Oh, well, she signed this thing. And yeah. De- she definitely wasn't under any duress or anything. <laughs> right? I, didn't, I definitely didn't force her. Yeah. Don't look at those scars around her wrists and ankles. Seriously. Actually, it's funny you say that because that is one of the things that the cops noticed that actually, like, got them to take her seriously. Yeah. Was that she had, like, scuffs, you know? Yeah. Okay, but that's in the future. Okay, so Gary now trusts Josephina, right? Uh, so he takes her to go find a place to dump Debbie's body. Because he's like, ah, oh, we killed her together. Now we got to go fucking hide her together. Okay. And so they drive around and they end up somewhere in the Pine Barrens in New Jersey, which is a few hours away from where he lives. Mm-hmm. And they pull off to some hidden little driveway or some shit and they dump her body like deep into the pines. So that'll be hard to find her. Okay. On March 24th, Gary takes Josephina to go find some more girls for his little fucking harem or whatever. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. It's really sad. And so he tells her that if she can help him get another girl, that she's allowed to contact her family. And so Josephina introduces him to her friend Agnes. And they go back to his house. And he has sex with her. And then he puts her in the hole just like the other women. Fuck, man. Right? And then Gary asked Josephina to introduce him to another girl. And she was like, okay, but this time I need to go get the girl on my own. Like, you can trust me. It's easier for me to get somebody to come here if it's just me and if you're not here. Yeah. And so he was like, okay, let's go to this gas station. Well, Josephina's like, okay, my friend lives like around this gas station or whatever. So drop me off. I'll walk. I'll pick her up. And then I'll meet you back at the gas station. And Gary's like, great fucking idea. So he drops her off at the gas station. Which is also by a police station. Which is actually right down the street from her house. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's saying her friend's house is really her house. Yeah, yeah. And so she starts to walk away. And as soon as she's out of Gary's sight, she fucking books it to her house. Good. And when she gets there, her boyfriend answers the door. And her boyfriend's like, where the fuck have you been? And so she tells him everything that happened. And he doesn't fucking believe (gasps) her. What? What a shit boyfriend. Yeah. What a shit boyfriend. Like, okay, well, you're dumped. Okay, well, you're getting the fuck out of my house, bro. Yeah. So she's like, okay, fuck you. And she goes down to the corner where there's a phone booth and she calls the police. And she's like, you're never going to guess what the fuck happened to me. Some shit went down. And so the police meet her at the phone booth and they see the markings on her arms and everything. And they're like, are you serious? Like, is this really going on? And she's like, yeah, he's at the fucking gas station right now. And he's got all these other women tied up. You need to go get him. Yeah. Oh, before they roll up on Gary, Josephina also tells the cops that Gary had actually killed two women and that all the other women were in the basement, right? And he said that the first, or Josephina said that the first woman that he had murdered, he had cooked up and forced the other women to eat her remains. Like she said that he mixed it with dog food and then forced them to eat that. Oh, my God. So there are so many different accounts that say that that's not true and that the reason that that rumor got out was because his defense attorney later comes forward saying, oh, I made that rumor up because I wanted to go for the insanity plea and what's more insane than, like, eating people and shit, right? So, yeah. like, that was going to further prove our case. So you're just going to fucking lie on the stand? Like, how do you how do you just— Yeah, yeah. He's a shady-ass fucking lawyer. How can you admit to that later and still have a job? I don't know. But also, this article I was reading came from, like, Josephina's words, so I don't really fucking know. Yeah. Either way, I wouldn't be fucking surprised because he cooked her up, so goddamn. Yeah. But also you waited until she was, like, rotting before you started cooking. So, like, not only are you eating a person, but you're eating a rotten person. Oh, my God. It's, like, 20 times worse. Yeah. So the cops are like, 
say what? And they go to the gas station and they get old Gary boy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, not me. And they were like, okay. <laughs> actually, they pull up and they actually arrest him. Good. And um, so he's in fucking jail waiting fucking whatever the hell's going to happen, some questioning. And they go to his house. And when they pull up, they say that the house was sort of like intimidating because there were like all these bars on the windows. And he had this like big metal door, like security door and shit. Mm-hmm. It was like a fucking prison, right? Yeah, a little Fort Knox. Exactly. And when they get inside, the TV was blasting really loud so that it would oh. cover the screams of the women <gasps> down in the basement. That's terrifying. So terrifying. So they go down in the basement and all the women are there and they're chained up to a big metal pipe and they're naked on a mattress together. So they're not in the hole, but they're like, you know, chained up being held there. Yeah. And they start screaming like, we're saved, we're saved, we're saved. They're so excited. And so they're trying to like release these women from their restraints and they were so like tightened down and super glued down or whatever that they had to use bolt cutters. Like they had to go to the fire department and get bolt cutters so that they could get these shackles off of these women. Oh, my God. So the cops were like, oh, by the way, Josefina mentioned that uh, part of Sandy's body parts are in the freezer, right? Like he boiled the head and cooked the body or whatever, and that the legs and arms are in the freezer. And so one of the cops goes up and opens the freezer, and it was there. And he was like, I've been to enough autopsies to know that that was a human body. Like that's what I was looking at. So it literally validated everything Josefina had said. Yeah. Had like told them. So obviously he gets arrested and gets sent to trial. And Gary's like normally a pretty well-kept man. But his defense attorney, like I said, was trying to go for the insanity plea. So he had him dress all like crazy and shit and look very unkept. Like his hair, like he looked like Charlie Manson almost. Or Charles Manson. I don't know if I want to call him Charlie. (laughs) What is that, your buddy? (laughs) No, get out of here. And so actually one of the neighbors who knew Gary had seen uh, his defense attorney like poking around the house one day. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, he looks all crazy now. And his defense attorney was like, yeah, I'm going for the insanity plea. Isn't it great? And she was like, he looks like Charles Manson. And he's like, yeah, that's the whole point. Like, he was admitting to be like a fucking slam ball. That's insane. These women died. And you're like, uh. I want to get insane. Like, I I get it's his fucking job. I get that it's his job, but also your job is just to present the truth. Yeah. And also, I'm sure there's a level of insanity in there, but this motherfucker knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need to be in goddamn institution. And he also admitted to friends and shit that he had done this in the past to, like, you know, fake illnesses and shit. Yeah. Which, I know it's a touchy subject. I don't want to say he didn't have anything wrong with him, but homeboy knew what the fuck he was doing. He was he was pretty fucked up, though. Yeah, pretty fucked up. Okay, so, anyway, like like I was saying, he goes to trial, and it's a goddamn shit show and a circus, as you can imagine. The media is all over the place. Mm-hmm. But he was found guilty of two counts of first-degree murder, and he was given the death sentence. Good. Um, in prison, he got fucking beat up every day for what he had done. Good. Fuck that guy. Right? And he wanted to die. Like I said, he tried 13 times to commit suicide before he even ended up in prison. And so now he's like, fuck, I really don't want to be here. Yeah. And he actually tried to commit suicide in his cell by hanging himself, but mm-hmm. it wasn't successful. Um, he never tried to appeal his execution or anything because he wanted to die. He was like, yeah, execute me. I'm like, ready. Let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was executed on July 3rd, 1999 by lethal injection. 
Uh, he was actually the last person to have been executed in Pennsylvania. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And some of his victims were there for the execution, and they stated that it was, like, very anticlimactic. They were like, I wanted to see him, like, suffering Suffer. or yeah. apologize or something. But it was literally just a needle in his arm, and he didn't even make eye contact. Like, it's fucked just, up. I fucking know, man. I... I understand the want to, like, be there and everything because, obviously, like, you got fucked up. And I understand them wanting to see him suffer and all that. Yeah. Like, that's got to be pretty shitty because you have this thing in your head where it's, like, once he's dead, then I can fucking forgive or, like, let go or whatever. Yeah. But also, I'm a vindictive bitch. Yeah. Like. <laughs> me too. Yeah. I would want. I I wouldn't be okay Like, let with me it. have a, let me have an hour with that dude. Yeah, yeah. Chained so, up. I don't know if I would want to see it. Just because of that, because you know it has to be humane and everything. <sighs> when you know that the girls that he killed wasn't humane. Yeah. Like, that's God. fucked up. I don't... Can you imagine the fucking mental trauma that you would endure from having to live in a fucking pit in a basement with other women who you can't trust? Like, I'm sure you, like, still bond with each other and you kind of understand why somebody's doing that. But it's still, like, almost a competition, right? Like, yeah. uh, I don't want you to get me. Like, fuck yeah. that. Yeah, they're pit- he's pitting them all against each other. Like, that's so fucked up. And to, like, be electrocuted. Oh, fuck that. Okay, so my last and final point, mm-hmm. and the reason that this is so famous or well-known, which, by the way, I did search and not, like, a ton of huge podcasts have done this story, mm-hmm. but it is kind of a more well-known story, um, is it turns out that this crime is what inspired a lot of the Buffalo Bill car- bleh, a lot of the characteristics of Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, I could see it. Yeah, pit in the fucking ground. Mm-hmm. 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 And keeping people. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, there's also some other fucking, like, you know, pop cultural references, but I didn't write them down. Yeah. Well, I hadn't heard it, so that was new to me. I actually hadn't either. And then I was, like, doing some Google image searches because I was like, what nope. the fuck's wrong with his head? <laughs> and, um... Forgot he had a fucked up head. Fuck yeah. that guy. <laughs> yeah, fuck your head. It's really just long. It's not even really that long. <laughs> Maybe it was flat and it was like long- lengthened out. Uh, so I was doing Google searches and it had like a kind of sketched up image of the hole or some shit. And I was like, uh, I want to see like real images of the hole. And I'm pretty sure it had a picture of the women when they were found, like on the mattress. No. no. And I was like, ah, uh, it seems a little personal. Yeah. And then I didn't look any further because I was frantically trying to research so we could crush two episodes in one day. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I like how you're like, that looks a little personal. It's on the internet. <laughs> I know, but like, they look so relieved and scared at the same time. And I'm just like, God damn. That's Who the fuck took a picture at that moment? Like, click. Yeah. That's got to be a weird job. Yeah. Bust into a crime scene. Well, God damn. Anyway, yeah. That's pretty exciting. Crazy story. Interesting one. I'm glad that most of them lived. I know. I feel so bad, though. Like, that sucks. Sandy and Debbie got it rough. Yeah. That's fucked up. I'll pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. Anyway, so um, should we close it out and then do our little fucking bandana raffle? Yeah. Because this is the episode where we're going to do the fucking dog bandana raffle. Yeah. So if you guys uh, put a picture of your dapper dog on tagged us on whatever social media thing She's crushing all of her words right now i'm doing all of them right now mm-hmm. uh we're gonna fucking raffle you off to get a perfectly curated box from your two favorite podcast hosts indubitably which will basically consist of aaron and i going through one store's 
I don't know, maybe Target, maybe Walmart. We don't know. <laughs> maybe we the fucking know. grocery store. How bougie you want to get. Maybe it'll just be Amazon. <laughs> we don't know, but we're going to put together a bunch of random shit that we enjoy and that we think that you will enjoy. Yep. Also, so stay tuned for that shit. Yeah. And if you win, not win. I'm so tired. <laughs> Stacey's crushing all her words right now. <laughs> if you win, we'll be reaching out to you. Or will you reach out to us? Because I'm not sure we have everybody's email. And I mean, they tagged us on social media. We could be like, hey. Hey. Get at me, though. Yeah. Because uh, we need your shirt size. We'll yep. give you some sweet ISGD merch. But we'll let you know about that. Yeah. If you win. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to see pictures pertaining to this case, go to our website, isgdpodcast.com. We also have a link to merch. You can go support us, buy some merch. We have a link to Patreon. We now have a higher tier. $10. With a video ah. of every fucking episode. And you will probably get those early, mm-hmm. earlier mm-hmm. than the regular podcast. Indeed. And you'll also get the Patreons, like mm-hmm. the regular Patreons. And Come join us. And those will also have video. Do that. It'll be fun. We use that Patreon money just to make the show better. Yeah. So we need you. Yeah. To help us make it big in life. Oh, my God. A new camera for sure. This camera is a little rough. But it's free. So what are we going to complain about? I mean, yeah. You know. And we're on social media at ISGD Podcast. I'm like just digging in my fucking eye. (laughs) This is all the stuff you can get on the video. (laughs) Wow. Hot content. I know. Little teaser. Oh, yeah. They could really see scratching your eye, huh? Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Who wouldn't want to miss that? I know. For $10? What a steal. (laughs) (laughs) At ISGD Podcast. Nope. At ISGD Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Or snail mail at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Whoop, whoop. Subscribe, rate, and review. Please. Deuces. Also, not deuces yet because we're going to raffle. I know. Oh. It was after. Okay, bye in case you're not staying around. Yeah. But you should stay around. All right. Ready? Yeah. Also, you guys should keep buying bandanas and shit for your dogs because those are my favorite fucking pictures. I know. They're so fucking cute. I love them. Okay. 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 I have my... to pee. Don't worry. I'm a podcaster, not a serial killer mug. It's like our official raffling mug. It is our official raffling mug. Maybe someday we'll have so many names we won't be able to do it in a mug. Ooh, maybe. Someday. We also won't be able to have Alexis handwrite them. <laughs> We'll have to actually print shit out. Karina Hampton! <gasps> that Karen! Not our Karen. I believe so, right? Yes. Horace? Horace, yeah. yeah you're yeah. like, what? I, I thought you said Boris, and I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Is that a beetroot? <laughs> beetroot. <laughs> yeah, my little Yay. Horace. She's got the cutest little husky pup. Karina, 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 Karina. You remind me of a West Side Story. Oh, I like it. <laughs> you won. Congratulations. See, proof. <laughs> you won. It's your name. Thank you. We Thank appreciate you. you, motherfucker. Thank you. I'm really excited. Get excited for the box. I know that's actually going to be really fun to put your, your box together. <laughs> I know. <laughs> She's going to be like, the fuck, ladies? <laughs> She's going to love it. You're going to yeah. love it. Yeah, you're going to love it for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so, uh, congratulations. We know, to, we know how to get in contact with her. So. Yeah. We ha- we have her number. Yeah. Not get- really, but like it's very easy to get reach out to her. Yeah. <laughs> we can get in contact with her and we will need all of your information. Indubitably. Yeah. Appreciate you, motherfucker. Bye, everybody. Bye.